Uh, back here on Laker Country 1049-742, Tuesday, December the 7th, and I'm now happy to be joined in studio. i got a couple of guests from Liberty Baptist Church in Russell Springs to talk about the living Christmas tree. First, we've got Pastor Casey Baker and also Ms. Jane Ann Coffey. Uh, first of all, guys, how are you all this morning? Doing well, doing very well. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, it's no problem at all. It's good to see you all. Uh, I guess we'll start with, uh, first of all, with uh Casey, uh, kind of talk about more about this uh, Living Christmas Tree. I understand it's been going on for quite some time. Yes, this is a ministry that has been been happening at Liberty Baptist for 34 years. Wow. 34 That's years awesome. that this has been going on, that we've had uh, various members of the community. It's not just a Liberty Baptist ministry. It's, it's a community ministry. Um, and uh, we're so excited to be able to have the Living Chris, Christmas Tree going on at Liberty. Uh, we're going to kick off uh, this Friday uh, at 6 p.m and it'll go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, each day at 6 p.m. And uh, we got several different members of the uh, different churches that are going to be in this tree uh, uh, singing and, and lifting up praises to Jesus Christ and, and how awesome it is to be able to, to be a part of this. Jane, you, uh, I know you've got this, more information on this, but uh, a really cool story pertaining to you and this living Christmas tree. And I'm really looking forward to you telling the, the listeners about this. Some people may be well aware of what a living Christmas tree is, but some may not. So if you ask me, what is a living Christmas tree? I'm going to tell you that it's a structure that's designed to resemble a tree, but large enough that people can stand in that tree on a platform and sing Christmas music. So that makes it a living Christmas tree. Uh, A small town like ours is unusual, and especially 34 years ago to have a living Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And it started, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it started with uh, a conversation over a dinner table. <coughs> Our church was relocated to this location on Wilson Street, and it was a much larger facility than what we had had before. And God was just stirring in the hearts of the people that had moved there, wanting to trying to decide what ministry that we might have, how we might minister to the community. So over the dinner table, uh, the conversation was about a TV program that Dean McKinley had seen that was a church that had stood in a tree Mm -hmm. and had uh, sung Christmas music or their cantata from the from the uh, tree now i've not heard of that before uh, getting up in a tree and singing carols i I like that though that's i I just love that uh that concept yes well it was very unusual to Mm -hmm. us and sounded really unique so our pastor at that time was uh jerry howerton and he he heard about the conversation that was going on or they told him and he said well that's really unique because he said uh, my son goes to a church down in Tennessee, and he has actually sung in the living Christmas tree. And he says, if you want to, he says, I'll see if I can get my son to set it up where you can go and see the tree. But it was not assembled. It was just in a room. So <clears throat> my dad, Avon Cruz, was uh, very interested in this and accepted it as a challenge. He was 72 at the time. <clears throat> And so uh, Dad said, well, yes, I'd like to go see that. So they 
went down to Tennessee, went in the room, were permitted to go in the room where the tree was stored, but it was a metal tree. Oh. And uh, so Dad stirred in there and looked and, and, and to see what was going on with the tree. And um, when they left and started back home, Brother Jerry said to my dad, he says, do you think we could do that? And Dad said, well, with the Lord's help, he says, I can build it out of wood. It's, did you say 72? He was 72 at the time he was retired. Uh-huh. And so at 72, he decides to start working on building this living Christmas tree. Well, yes, it was a challenge to my dad. If you knew him, you knew that he loved a challenge, and and uh, this was going to be a challenge. So... Um, he began building and built a small to scale, a small tree, and he had quite a bit of experience and knowledge, uh, not from a school or a college, but he worked in the shipyard at Jefferson Boat Works in Jeffersonville, Indiana, and he had also worked in construction for 40 years, maybe more. So he prefabricated and labeled the assembly of the 30-foot tree and it was built to be uh, compatible to the stage mm-hmm. in our sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Of course, the tree had to be reconfigured whenever we moved to the new location. But in 1987, the unassembled tree was moved from his workshop and garage. It was more than could go in his workshops, the pieces. So uh, they took all those pieces up to the church and uh, put it together. And some of the men were kidding and joking about it, but they said, well, that's just like putting a puzzle together because he had it labeled <laughs> so that everything, you knew where everything went, and that was, it's still today. It's still today. Very it makes, makes me a little teary when I see his handwriting. <laughs> so it, it's still, it. And it's still up there. Like everything is there. That, that's got to mean so much uh, to, to you personally. It, it has to. And that's an amazing story. Well, I'm not trying to bring glory to my dad, but mm-hmm. let me just tell you that he uh, was in the right place at the right time when God wanted him to be there. Mm-hmm. I do believe that God orchestrates Absolutely. circumstances and things to come to pass according to his will. Amen. And I think it was just that time, and that's how God wanted to use him. I really believe that. But he, he, uh, he would never want any glory for it. But he really did get a blessing from doing that. But uh, let me tell you how that the greenery got in there. Some of our men uh, in the church went to the farms of uh, Gary Burgess and uh, Wilbur Barnes and got greenery, pine and all that. And so when they came back, we had chicken wire wrapped around, and they stuck the we we stuck the greenery <laughs> in the uh, chicken wire and tried to make it stay as just the best that we could, and uh, we almost ruined the new carpet that we'd put down with oh, all no. the tree sap <laughs> and all the pine needles and everything. So we were kind of concerned about that, but we helped clean it up, and and it looked pretty good, but. Uh, it was interesting when we climbed up in that tree. There are ladders in the back that we ca- that we climb up to get up in the tree on the row that we're supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. But uh, it could it could our 
minds could not forget that that was greenery from the woods and we just knew there were spiders in there that were just waiting for us to get in the oh, tree. Man. That, that, that'd be my first thought. I'm scared. I'm scared to death of spiders. <laughs> so it was. It was quite interesting. We'd look at each other, you know, and every once in a while somebody would, oh, there's something on. Think about that. <laughs> think, oh, there's something on my neck. And you're thirty foot off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've had some some really interesting. Uh, uh, ex- experiences with the tree but i tell you that first year that we put that at first two years and we had the artificial greenery uh or had the real greenery the fragrance in the building was just awesome it was just really special but the third year we did it we didn't go get the greenery we bought some artificial greenery and that's what we've been using since that time but uh, probably a little less messy too i'm sure yes it wasn't yeah it was. don't have we to did. worry about spiders uh, or anything like and that. tree sap all over your hands <laughs> yeah yeah that made it a lot better um the like i said the third year that we were in it we went ahead and got some artificial greenery and they made uh material that we could use better and it, it was uh, easier mm-hmm. that part was easier but it takes a lot of work to put that tree up and it takes time to do it but our whole church got involved and uh, they continue to be involved when we say we're putting the living christmas tree those that have been there for years know it's quite a task so everybody just rolls up their sleeves and go to work how long does it take to put that together well, we, uh, like I said, we started on it last Monday, and we're still working on it. It's, uh, so it's a pretty it's, big yeah, operation. Wow. It, it is up, but you have to think about decorating Christmas trees. You know, once you get them up, you have to fluff the greenery. You have to check oh, yeah. all the, every strand of lights. And, and this is not as simple as plugging it into the wall. Uh, there's several different colors, and each color is plugged into its own plug-in. It has switches where you can operate the <laughs> lights all separately, and, and then... You have to decorate. You put bows on and stuff. So it, it takes, you know, the, the old saying is it takes a village. Well, this one takes this church and every other church that can pitch in to help out. It, it, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a, a big task. I love hearing about that, though. Everybody in your church helping to work together, other churches around Absolutely. the community. You love having that, everybody coming together uh, to work on something like that together. And we definitely need that right now. I mean, oh, coming, out of, coming out of the COVID year, everybody was uh, separated and told to stay home. And, and um, It's been so hard. Right. It, you, you couldn't be around no one. And now being able to bring everybody together, and uh, that's what I love most about this tree, is it's a community presentation by a community of churches uh all lifting up uh, the name of jesus christ together and uh i mean that's that's the story in itself that's christmas that's what christmas is all about well like i said the the church just comes together and and works to put this together and we have memories of years past that are just really special and uh, but you know my dad never dreamed nor, nor did i that in 34 years, they would still be using this to share Jesus with the community. And uh, there was an interesting, uh, in looking back in the history and looking at old bulletins, there was a bulletin that uh, our pastor at that time, that was the first two years, he directed the 
living Christmas tree. And then Dean McKinley uh, has uh, directed the music for 27 years, and Miss Connie has been his assistant uh, a lot of that time, but she had her own, or she had a ministry to the children. She Mm -hmm. directed the children's choirs and other programs, and she was active in doing that for 34 years. And then Sheila McKinley and Kathy Hammond had the youth choir. So we had three choirs. We had adult choir, youth choir, and children's choir. And the children's choir would also participate in our living Christmas tree on the on some of our performances. So that was that was interesting too, I thought. But Brother Jerry had written on the back of one of our uh, bulletins for the living Christmas tree. And uh, this is what he, what he had to say. He said, this, uh, this tree, this living Christmas tree, points us to the real meaning of Christmas. It stands as a light in the darkness. Its beauty for the moment causes us to forget the sordid. And its cheer emits a warm a warmth so much needed by cold hearts. This tree will shortly fade away, but its message will continue to shine forth that those walking in darkness may see the light. And that's, that's what we want you to know, is that that's our reason and our purpose for doing this. It's not for entertainment, but it's to glorify the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we uh, are... Are wanting to do. Uh, we thank you for letting us tell oh, a little no, bit about I, I, this history. I have history. loved hearing this. I, I think I could talk to you all day about this because <laughs> that, that is such a it's such a beautiful story, though. It's heartwarming to me, and uh, I know it's got to mean like like I said earlier, it's got to mean a lot to you uh, to know that your dad was a part of that, and it's still being used to this day. Yeah. Well, my heavenly father was the one who orchestrated all mm-hmm. of this. I believe he. I believe he did because the, there were choir directors in the in the conversation and they needed somebody to build this and God had blessed him with the ability to be able to do this. So I think it was all God's will and I think it, we give all the glory and the praise to him. And that's what this tree was designed for, was to give glory to the Lord. That's so amazing. Well, Casey, I'll let you go over one more time uh, the show times and uh, the uh, the dates and uh, the time each night that folks can come by and see the living Christmas tree. Thank you so much. Yes, Liberty Baptist Church. It's 215 Wilson Street in Russell Springs. We will be having the living Christmas tree uh, beginning this Friday at 6 p.m. That's December the 10th. And then Saturday and Sunday also at 6 p.m. And following Sundays, uh, the, the end of the, the, the production there, we'll also have um, cookies and hot chocolate and refreshments, that kind of thing, for those that want to stick around and uh, just uh, fellowship afterwards. But, uh, again, thank you so much for having us and, and uh, allowing us to be able to get out here and get this word out. And we just invite everybody to come out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6 p.m. to the Live in Christmas Tree at Liberty Baptist. Well, thank you all for stopping by. Again, I enjoyed hearing this story. It's, uh, it's very heartwarming. And I hope each and every one of you all have a uh, very Merry Christmas. Yes. And uh, like I said, thank you all for stopping by this morning. Thank you.